This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe joins us now on the Sprint special guest line. Lease in a handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit a local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing well. I'm curious with all the new faces here. For a while there, it felt like a season would end and a season would start, but it felt like the continuation of the same story. And I kind of feel like we're reading, it's a new story here. Now, you're back and Donovan's back and Rudy's back, so it's obviously not like everything changed. But a lot changed. How does it feel to you? Um, I mean, it's definitely different. Um, I don't think there's any point of trying to pretend it's the same or it's going to be the same or the success we had was just going to roll over to, to this year. Um, obviously, what, what the Jazz did in the organization with the Millers and the and Dennis and, and Justin and all them coach um, put us in, obviously, a really good position this year to, to, to be successful. But um, it, it was funny when we played Phoenix the other day I was talking to, to Ricky before the game, and he was like, he was looking at our warm up, and he was like, "Man, I, don't, I haven't played with any of these guys. Like the team was so different that he there's only obviously a few of us that are, that are here from last year. So um, it's definitely different. It's different in a good way. Um, and obviously, right now we're we're trying to figure it out and and make it all work. So, Joe, you're in your sixth NBA season, and in that time, you've missed a total of four games. What do you think of load management in October? <laughs> Somebody asked me this yesterday, actually. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't like it. Um, but in saying that, um, I would, would obviously never judge anybody's personal situation or, or whatever unless you, you kind of know what's going on, um, especially what, what I was going through last year with, with Jacob. It made it. Um, even clearer for me to, to obviously not judge other people because you never know what's going on. Um, obviously, majority of the time it is it is injury or recovery or, or whatever. Um, I've always tried to, to play every game I possibly could. Um, that's just me. Um, I, I think there was, I think it was last year or the year before, whatever it was, in the last game of the year, and everyone was talking about resting some guys because we were. I think we were fifth or whatever, no matter yeah. what. And coach had spoken to me about it. And I just didn't. It's just not. I just would rather play if I'm healthy. Why? Why not play? Um, I think the flip side of that is obviously the fans, the, the organisation. Um, these people put a, a lot of money into us to playing and a lot of spending a lot of money to, to watch us play. Um, so for me, I feel like it's. Um, I, I I should go out there and, and try and do the best I can to um, maybe it's a little kid or, or some parents that are on a night out or whatever it is. But um, yeah, it's just me. Um, obviously everyone's different and, and everybody has a different um, kind of 
role or whatever it is with, with their team that they, they need to do it sometimes. So um, I have no doubt we'll probably do it at some point this year. Um, but in, until that day comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play every game I can. Joe Ingles joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We were talking this morning about things that have surprised us about the Jazz, maybe a little, maybe a lot. Uh, obviously, it's mostly positive and winning most of your games here. Uh, anything that's really surprised you as the team has come together? Um, I wouldn't – yeah, I don't know about surprise, but just uh, I think um, I think after preseason without obviously reading it into it, too much, but we have. I mean, we didn't have much time, obviously, together with with the guys that were the World Cup and and all of us kind of coming together, especially with a new group and um, a system that that takes time to, to get comfortable with. And um, not that I was concerned in the preseason, but I think the the defensive end in preseason was something that we um, wasn't isn't us wasn't us. Um, not that I was concerned that that was going to roll over to the regular season, but the, I think we'd given up 128 or four out of the five games or something like that, 126 plus or something like that. Um, so we're thinking that you're, you're going into the season, obviously hoping that um, that's not the way it's going to be. And uh, like I said, I wasn't concerned, but you just don't want it to keep rolling over. And um, luckily, we we didn't, and we've we've we're, we're back to the defensive team that that we we knew we should be. So how much time did you spend in the gym with Conley teaching him how to shoot? <laughs> I don't know. I think Boyan and a couple other guys can teach both of us how to shoot, shoot at the moment. So, um, no, I, I said it in the radio last night. I, the, um, it, it was it was really cool for me to see, and I, I don't know if other guys saw it or even thought about it, but um, obviously that that's the, the mic that we've played against for me for five years and him in the league for 13, I think. Um, but just to see him come in every day, and, and obviously he's a veteran playing 13 odd years or whatever, um, but to see him come in every day and still be confident and still be the same guy and still get his work in before or after, um, everything he needed to do, he, he I think when you, you, not that he was struggling because he was still playing well for us, he just was, was missing some shots, but um, you can overthink it or you can try and force it. And um, for me, watching a guy like that and um, seeing him just kind of go about his business and, and for the reward to obviously come, um, well, it was really cool and uh, I think something that, that a lot of people could, could take some stuff from. I asked Quinn Snyder at the shoot-around. Uh, I know he's gotten on you to shoot more in the past and you're not shooting a lot now, less than six, a little less than six shots per game. And I asked him if you, you know, if that was with the team the way it's constructed now, if that's what he wanted, or if he wanted more. And he gave me an answer. And I got to be honest, when he was done, I wasn't positive if you should be shooting more or not. Has he given you clear direction on this, or do you not talk about it? Where does that stand? Um, uh, we haven't talked about it because it doesn't need to be spoken about. It, it's not something that um, he hasn't told me to shoot X amount of times or, or not shoot X amount of times. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, when I come in and, and I said last night again, is like they figuring out my role is is um, it is different, and, and I'm figuring it out on the way. And I think um, for me, each game's got a little bit better. Um, just finding out how I can get in the game whenever that point is in that first quarter and, and impact the game, and 
Um, but I've, I mean, I've, we've talked about this for four years now, five years, whatever. That it's that offense and shooting one shot or fifteen shots isn't gonna, and and I'm not gonna let it um, affect the way I play. I think I, if I'm open, I'm gonna shoot it. Uh, I'm not gonna shoot a bad shot. I'm not gonna force it. If that's me shooting three shots a game, then that's me shooting three shots a game. I think with the guys we've brought in, especially offensively, um, we've got a, a really talented team, and um, it's been Donovan this year. It's been Boyan. Last night was Mike. Um, guys have stepped up at different times, and um, if if I was that worried about it, I, I would probably have to ask for a trade or something because that's it's just not the way we, we move the ball. We play together. If if that's me getting the shot at the end, great. Not it'll be someone else, and, and we all believe that that person will, will make that shot. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to figure it out kind of each game and, and each week how I can impact the game. And um, yeah, I think I'm slowly but surely figuring it out. You know, and you you're right. You've been talking about this for years, and you always seem so comfortable in what I call your NBA skin. And whatever role you have to do, that's what you'll do as long as it's helping the team win, and that's who you've been. I'm wondering how much you can attribute to that, to the fact that you've literally played basketball all over the world on so many different teams, so things for you never, haven't really been consistent for like a huge stretch of time. You've always had to adapt to whatever the team needs, and maybe is that the reason why it's not that big of an adjustment now for you, because this is what you do and what you've done for many many years yeah it's a part of it I've I mean obviously before coming here I played for five different teams in six years right. or, or whatever the number was so um, trying to figure out a different role a different team a different system different coach um, and again you're figuring it out on the fly because you spend nine months in Europe you go home for a couple months and then you're in a new team and a new system and um, the flip side of that is I just want to win games. Right. You know, if that's whatever that role is, I want to be a part of a an organization that's committed to winning, which which obviously with the Millers and, and Justin and Dennis and um, all those guys, that they are. And we've got a great coach. We've got a great team. And um, even for me, just being here for the six years, I, I think each year I've probably had a not completely different role, but it's been different in, in some way. Um, from from the start of, of coming off the bench for a little bit here and there to to ending up starting and being a kind of role player. And then I think last year was um, the amount I had the ball was probably the most I've ever had in my career um, and to create for my team and help help win. And and that was really fun. We won 50 games, but it, but it still wasn't enough. We, we lost in, a, in the playoffs. And now we've got a new team. We've, we've got a deeper team, a... Um, probably one of the, the best teams I've played on since being here and um, now my role is to come off the bench and I'll, I'll figure that out and make that work and um, again at the end of the day it's it's about our team winning um, and obviously very early on five games, five games in we've been doing that but it's a long way to go and we'll, we'll keep figuring it out I think we'll, we'll get better and better as the year goes on and, and the new guys get more and more comfortable and um, I think like, like last night you saw Mike really not just making his shots, but he, he just looked more comfortable out there too. And um, obviously the more we're out there and playing games, the, the more that's going to happen. 
You're probably aware Donovan Mitchell's kind of popular around here, and that means that people look at him eh, and dissect. Probably got him covered. <laughs> probably they dissect every little thing about him. You know, how does he look different in his third year, and how does he look more experienced <laughs> or more comfortable? How does it look to you? Um, I don't want to say the same in ter- like and make it sound like he, he's the same player, but very similar. Uh, I don't think. Um, uh, I think for him too, a lot of this is figuring out. Like I said last year, me and him had the ball <laughs> nearly every possession, really, um, that, that we were out there. And, and now it's um, obviously we've got Mike, we've got Boyan, we've got Jeff coming in. Our team is um, is a lot deeper, a lot more playmakers, a lot of a lot more guys that can can, like you said before, get shots, shoot the ball. Um, there's going to be games that, that he, he doesn't have 20 and everyone's going to be shocked and probably thinks he's had a horrible game, but he might have eight assists or he might have a bigger role on the defensive end depending on who he's guarding. Um, I think the other night, I can't remember what game it was, it might have been the Phoenix game where, where Boyan had taken over a little bit and, and Donovan had so much... I thought Donovan looked like he had so much more energy towards the end of the game than, than what he had at certain times last year because of the load he had to carry last year. Um, uh, I think that's a, a positive, and I think, again, he'll keep figuring it out, when, when, which we all are. I think you, you're trying to figure out when you can be aggressive, when you know it, when it's um, time to move the ball, when it's time to shoot the ball. Um, and I think we'll, we'll all keep doing that. But I, I, I was, it, it was cool to see him kind of figure it out along the way and then, Obviously, we went to him late, and he and he made plays and uh, got fouled or whatever, and we we win the game. So um, he, he's he's going to keep getting better each year. And we've talked about it before that how professional he is and and how humble he is and how committed he is. And um, yeah, I just I have no doubt that that he's going to get better and better each year. And and obviously he's he's a huge part of this franchise for for a long long time. So you saw the Lakers and you saw Dwight Howard play, and he's all tatted up now. And I'm wondering, who do you think has the better lion tat, Rubio or Dwight Howard? Oh, Rubio, no doubt. Rubio, no doubt? Know. Yeah. I mean, Ricky's my guy, so I'm always going to pick him over a comparison like that. Well, that's just a personal <laughs> preference, though. Did you, did you get an up-close look of uh, Howard's... Uh... I didn't get up close look at it. I've obviously seen Ricky's because I sat next to him on the plane for two years. Um, I thought Howard's was pretty cool. I'm thinking that re- might be an Ingalls thing later on down the line. Regardless of the tattoo, <laughs> if there was a comparison of those two, I'm taking Ricky any day of the week. What's Joe Ingalls being for Halloween? <laughs> well, well, we leave today. Um so little road trip. Okay, fine. Well, well, it's still Halloween. My Miller's obsessed with with Elsa and Frozen, as yeah. she has been, which probably every little three, four year old girl is at the moment. Sure. Um, so she's got a little Elsa outfit, and somehow Renee made that um, come with a six foot eight Olaf outfit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Which I don't know how that worked, but. Um, I, I tried it on the other day and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So um, I, I had to wear it for for quite a while. But um, yeah, no, nah, I don't even. I'm not sure what Jacob's outfit was, but 
probably Woody or something. He loves Toy Story. So. Oh, who doesn't? Add a kid. Who doesn't? Add a kid. Doesn't Bowler, doesn't Bowler Jack look like uh, the Toy Story guy, Infinity and Beyond? Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> no, no comment. He might be <laughs> I gotta see him. I gotta see him too often. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him we think so. All right, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Good luck on the trip. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. No worries, guys. Joe Ingles, right here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the zone.